VCY America presents Crosstalk, a nationwide call-in program discussing issues that have an effect on our families, our communities, our churches, our nation, and our world. Crosstalk, an opportunity for you to voice your concerns for biblical principles. And now live by satellite and around the world on the Internet at vcyamerica.org. Here is today's Crosstalk. And thank you for joining us on Crosstalk here on VCY America. And friends, just before we get underway with our guest and topic, I do want to issue a correction from last Friday's program. I aired a clip from Hillary Clinton last Friday and misheard a word that she said on the Electoral College. I used the word uh, anarchistic, meaning to stir up anarchy, but the word she used was uh, uh, anachoristic, or uh, meaning archaic. That's what she was referring to. So I just wanted to apologize for that and, and uh, make that proper correction. As you know, ladies and gentlemen, we are fast approaching Election Day, Tuesday, November 8th. And as I was going through email from the weekend, I saw a story from Breitbart, and here is the headline. Corrupt socialist Lula beats Bolsonaro in Brazil's closest presidential election in decades. How do you like that headline? Reporting a corrupt socialist one right there in the headline and by a narrow margin. And I wondered how many people did not vote. And if they had, would that headline have read differently? I wondered, will headlines like this be issued by news media in key cities and states across the country? Now, I know we're not voting on a president this election cycle. However, we are voting on 435 House seats, one-third of the U.S. Senate. Many states are voting on governors and attorney generals, secretaries of states, uh, state legislative offices, control, control of those state legislatures. Some are voting on district attorneys, some voting on school board seats, many referenda questions on the ballot. Are you aware of all that's on your ballot? Are you aware of the offices you're voting on? And are you aware of who the candidates are? Are you aware of their positions? This election will have a huge impact on our nation and the control of state legislative bodies all across the country. And no doubt some of you are wondering, where can I find information like this? Where can I find information on the candidates? I mean, there are people listening now in states all across the country. And so we're glad that you've tuned in here to Crosstalk because with us today, we have Debbie Wuthnow, president of iVoterGuide and iVoterGuide.com, a division of AFA Action, uh, spent many years as a stay-at-home mom while organizing events for her church and community. She does hold a master's degree in computer science from Princeton University. And Debbie, thank you for joining us here today on Crosstalk. It's a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jim. So, Debbie, first of all, what drew your interest into the provision of voter guides for people all across the country? What is what is the uh, what, what is it that sparked inside you that I need to get involved and do something? Well, honestly, um, it wasn't my idea to create iVoterGuide. I am the person who needed iVoterGuide. But you know, after those years as a stay-at-home mom, I was looking at this empty nest that was on my horizon, and I, I really, I just asked God, what do you want me to do with the, my empty nest? I'm, I'm a doer. I'm not a sitter. And I knew that God had a plan for me, but I didn't think a 20-year-old computer science degree could be used. And it was my Bible study teaching director who pointed me to iVoterGuide because her husband was the guy who programmed the whole thing, hmm. and he was sitting at the dinner table complaining about needing some help to do technical stuff, and um, she said, uh, if, if somebody had a background, would you tra- could you train them if they were interested? And he said, sure. So that was how God brought me into this, was I prayed for an open door, and that brought me into iVoterGuide. So I really came in, I would say, on the technical mail room, as it were, and, and was involved in the, in the underworkings of it. My first job was to support, you know, just website stuff. And then um, Jim asked me to help with campaign finance data. And so that's what God brought me here. That's the short mm, answer. Yeah. <laughs> it was not my idea. God created iVoterGuide through other people, but he brought me in, uh, in, in, I would say, in weaving the tapestry that is what iVoterGuide.com has become. You know, I, I was shocked to hear you say in a public service announcement that only one in four Christians vote. Did I, did I hear that correctly? That is true in a, a, a vast majority of elections because only 65% of uh, people are registered, and that's nationwide Christians and non-Christians, and uh, not as many of them vote. So they say only half of Christians are registered-ish, and about only half of those who are registered will right. vote. So that's one in four that's going to vote in the general election. It's even less than that in the primary. You know, and that is so troubling to me because that number really ought to be four in four Christians vote. Amen. Um, Amen. What, 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 you no doubt have heard from people. What are reasons that, that Christians are giving for, for not voting? 
Well, there, there's always the people who say, you know, that's politics, and I don't want to be involved in politics, and we can talk about that mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot. Um, you know, I, my answer to that is that we're, we're called to be salt and light, mm-hmm. and that means participating in the public square. We're also called to be good stewards yep. of everything God gives to us, and our vote is actually a privilege but a responsibility. Um, there are people who say, yeah, gosh, I just don't know about the candidates. I don't, you know, I, I don't know anything about them, and I don't want to make a bad choice so they don't participate at all. And there's the people who say, I don't like any of them, and I don't, you know, I'm choosing between two evils, and I'm just not going to participate. There's lots of excuses out there. There are ways to refute each of those excuses, and everybody, every Christian should be engaged in um, in, in voting in the public sphere and being salt and light, and iVoterGuide is there to help make it easier. And 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 to just see the impact that this election is going to have on so many issues, I, I, I find it... Uh, really disconcerting that there are many Christians who are not voting and, and being engaged in the process here. Uh, matter of fact, on the website, uh, I Voter Guide, and through materials that, that you've released, you actually give a number of reasons why one should vote. And the first one you indicate is that the Bible is clear that we should care about who governs, obey legitimate authority, and be salt and light in a world of darkness. So comment on that, if you would. Well, you know, it, if you've studied Scripture, God is the one who who created government, and he instituted, you know, uh, rulers over tens, rulers over hundreds, rulers over thousands. He, he set um, the authority that we were to be responsible to those God has appointed to be in um, office, or, you know, in charge, have authority over us. Uh, and so we're supposed to obey those. Just, you know, he talked about obeying, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and to... Um, show them respect and, and you know, de- bend to their authority, but also to be salt and light, and where God's uh, rule is different to that God's rule comes first. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You've got a number of other reasons why Christians ought to vote. Uh, what are some of those? Well, the first one would be that we need to be a good steward of what God has given us, and, and our citizenship in America is a blessing mm-hmm. that, that we, the people, get to, to choose who will represent us. We're not under some... Um, dictator or monarchy. And, and so that vote is how we participate. Our forefathers fought for the freedom to have a republic, and, and we need to be good stewards and not bury our talent in the parable of the talents. You know, we want to be the good steward who multiplies their talent, and that can happen in America by voting, but also voting wisely using I Voter Guide. Um, the people that we elect, they determine the laws that impact us, the shutdowns that occurred, the mandates, the uh, the taxes all come from people that we've elected, um, and sometimes from judges that we've either elected or they've been appointed by people we elect. So we have to live under those laws, and if you don't vote, you can't complain. That's what I yeah, say. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then every vote matters. The races are so tight occasionally. Not always, but sometimes, you know, one vote, six votes has, has determined a congressional race. You know, sometimes it's hundreds. And at the local level, it's it's extremely important. Every vote matters because so few people do vote. And it's setting the tone and the direction for America. So it's going to impact your children, the America that's left for your children and your grandchildren. Yeah, and sometimes we're focused just on the here and now. But but as we took take a look here at this midterm election, it's not just what's going to happen on November 8th, but policies are going to be determined by who's ever elected into Congress, uh, the House and Senate, uh, whatever state legislators, whatever governors are going to be elected, put into office, whatever DAs and attorneys general that will be elected. I mean, this is really going to have a an huge impact on future generations, not just for something that's very temporal. Oh, exactly. I mean, just look at what happened two years ago and the and the economic change that has occurred since the 2020 election. And in part, that's because of, you know, who's controlling the White House and who's controlling Congress. So what impacts our families happens based on who we've elected, um, even down to I've learned county judge races and other things that are that are super important in determining how your elections are run, even locally. So there's so many important elected offices, and we just need to uh, do the due diligence of research on all of those candidates if possible. Debbie Wassenauer is our guest here today on Crosstalk. So, Debbie, if you would, tell us about iVoterGuide.com. Give us a snapshot oh. picture to it. Sure. Here's a a nutshell. iVoterGuide.com is obviously a website. It is your one-stop shop for information about elections, um, what's going to be on the ballot, when do you vote, how do you get registered, where are the polling places. 
But our real bread and butter is to do in-depth, data-driven research on the candidates that are on your ballot and to provide it to you in an easy-to-use manner. So you go to iVoterGuide.com, you enter your address, and you will see just the candidates and the races that are on your ballot, starting with the federal candidates that we cover in all 50 states, 35 states where we cover the state legislative candidates, and um, even select areas this year where we're covering um, some county judge races and some school board races. Um, and it's all very data-driven. Um, we may want to get into more of that about later, but we mm. gather uh, what a candidate has done, not just what they say they're going to do, including who they've given money to, uh, their scorecards, endorsements, their survey, and a unique evaluation of each candidate's um, political philosophy. But we also factor worldview into that, trying to help voters identify candidates who think like they think or share their values um, so that they can go into the, the polling place and, and really vote wisely at for offices across their entire ballot. Um, and it works nationwide. Nonpartisan? Nonpartisan. General election, we are covering every candidate, Republicans, Democratic, Green, Libertarian, uh, Independent. If it's, a, it's, if it's a contested race that we cover, all the candidates are there and all the in-depth research is there. Even though when you first see your ballot, you'll see those little gas gauge next to every candidate name. That's, that's our overall prediction, but you can click on the more button or the little chevrons next to a name or the candidate name, and you'll see the candidate profile we've built on, out on 13,000 candidates my, this election my. cycle. So read and check it out for yourself. Trust but verify. Um, and we've even gathered links to all their websites and social media, really trying to, to do everything we can to aggregate political intelligence on all those candidates. So again, you don't advise people how to vote, but you provide the information about the candidates that are running for office so people can make an informed decision. Excellent. That is exactly what we do. It's not a list of endorsements. We don't take money from candidates. We don't endorse candidates. We just give voters the tool to know about the candidates and choose which one will represent them. Debbie Wethnell with us uh, here today on Crosstalk and talking about iVoterGuide.com. And many of you are puzzled, where can I get information on candidates? And uh, this is certainly a site that you can go to 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 learn about candidates. Uh, Debbie, so often we are just inundated with these uh, 60-second spots or 30-second spots on TV. I'm not sure how it is uh, around the country, but I know in our market, while watching just the nightly news, I mean, we are bombarded with political ad after political ad, and uh, many that really cause confusion among voters uh, because of there's allegations, insinuations, um, and it, it seems like they're trying to attempt to confuse voters. That's really not by accident, but quite intentional, isn't it? Uh, that is by design, right? They, they know what, by their polling and their focus groups or whatever what voters will, will react to or what they want to hear. And so I Voter Guide is not spin. It really is uh, data on actions that they've taken. So we are looking at, you know, their, especially if they've ever held office before, if you have an incumbent, even, um, you know, at the state legislative level, we look at we go to groups who score those candidates based on how they vote because how a person, the actions they've done in the past is the best predictor of what they're going to do in the future. So iVoterGuide is, a, is a gathering that information, gathering that data, and the scorecards of those candidates is the best predictor of what they're going to do in the future. Okay, friends, we're going to take a quick break here and uh, come back to look at some of this uh, methodology. What is a method of research? How is all this information gathered? And what's available to you to learn about the candidates? Back in a minute here on Crosstalk. Back to Genesis with Dr. John Morris, scientist and creation researcher with the Institute for Creation Research. Dr. Morris, when did the mammoths die? Chris, the mammoths were thought to have died out about 10,000 years ago. And although evolutionists have admitted that early man must have seen the mammoths, more recent evidence has caused them much consternation. In the tomb of one of the pharaohs in Egypt is a drawing of men carrying ivory tusk on their shoulders. Next to them is an animal that sure looks like a mammoth, with hairy skin and a domed head, just like we see in mammoth fossils. 
And why not? Mammoths are a variety of the elephant kind, and two of them were on board Noah's Ark. Certainly humans knew of them, and from the earliest times have made use of their ivory. Chris, it's the back-to-Genesis view of history which makes sense out of the evidence. To learn more about creation, get our free DVD called That's a Fact. Visit our web store at icr.org store and use the promo code FACT at the checkout when ordering your That's a Fact DVD. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Interesting quote from Adrian Rogers in a message that he had preached about rendering unto Caesar. And Adrian Rogers preached this. He said, we ought to praise our country when it does right. We are to preach to our country when it does wrong. We dare not identify the Christian faith with the Democrat or the Republican Party. We need to be free to tell both parties to repent. We will be civil, but we won't be silent. Nathan warned David. Daniel preached to Nebuchadnezzar. Moses warned Pharaoh. John the Baptist preached to Herod. It is inconceivable that God would have ordained human government and told his people to stay out of it. If this is true, who does this leave to run it? We as Christians ought to participate not on the basis of parties or persons or politics or or policies or principles. You say, Pastor, this is a church. Why don't you do something biblical? He said, that's what I'm doing. You render to Caesar that which is Caesar's. A very insightful quote there, uh, Debbie. Yep, very much so. I mean, it's spot on. He knows exactly what he's talking about. I wish we had more pastors preaching like that and and talking about engagement. Debbie Wethnow is with us right now from uh, iVoterGuide, and uh, she's president of iVoterGuide and iVoterGuide.com. So, uh, Give us a methodology. What? How do you gather all of this information? Because you've got a ton of information on uh, candidates and issues here across the nation. Well, the the philosophy of our voter guide was founded by uh, uh, the founder, who uh, was a political activist who had uh, knew all. He legis- He was a lobbyist down in the Texas legislature, and realized that even though he knew a lot of those uh, legislators and candidates, that he hadn't voted an intelligent ballot. So the philosophy is to look at what a candidate has done, not just what they say they're going to do. Because all those TV ads you talked about, that's the saying, that's the rhetoric, um, and talking you know negative about about the opponent. So we look at the actions, starting with, as I mentioned earlier, scorecards. So if a candidate has ever held office, they have had to vote and had a record vote, either in the state legislature, the federal legislature. And that is, um, it's on the record of, of their position on a particular issue. Now, there are hundreds of groups across the nation, both at the federal level and at the state level, who have issues important to them, could be life, could be abortion, could be guns, could be fiscal issues, and they score the legislators on the issues important to them. And then they, you know, it's A to F or 0 to 100 percent based on those issues. And what we do is we go gather all of those that we can find. So we have almost 500 different scorecards, federal and state level, that, that tells us what those sitting legislators, those incumbents, have done. So they can't say I'm conservative and then not vote conservatively. We reveal that. And it, it is a, the biggest factor into how we rate the candidate on that gas gauge. Okay, so you're looking at, and I'll have you continue there, but you're looking at both uh, those that would be considered more right-wing organizations and those that are more left-wing, those that are more conservative versus those that are more liberal. You're, so you're looking at the scorecards from all of them. Yeah, because, uh, you know, if I'm a conservative, a low score from a liberal group tells me just as much as a high score from a conservative group, and vice versa. So, you know, I look at it, I have that computer background. What we're trying to do is paint a picture of every candidate, and and every data point is like a pixel on an image. So the more pixels or more data points we get, the better picture we're painting of that candidate. So that's why we go to both sides and get as many scorecards as we can. Mm -hmm. you also look at endorsements? We look at endorsements because that's in a way it's kind of like a job reference. Somebody somebody else, uh, either that you trusted or, or don't like at all, has, has done the vetting of a candidate and decides, yes, this person I think would be, um, shares my values. I want to say this is the guy I want to win. So we don't endorse candidates, but we do gather uh, any endorsement we can find. And we have gosh, four, four to 5,000 different endorsers that are in our system. Um, and this whole system, iVoter Guide's back end has been really designed to aggregate the data on these candidates, um, starting with the scorecards, adding those endorsements, 
And the, the next one that I would say is actually more important than endorsements is campaign finance data. Tell us about it. So campaign finance data. So what a candidate does with their money will tell a lot about what's important to them. So we have gone to the Federal Election Commission and downloaded their entire database. Every federal candidate for Congress or for Senate has to file reports with the Federal Election Commission of who gives them money, but also who they give money to. All of the uh, PACs and and political organizations have to file reports uh, with the Federal Election Commission. So we download that entire database, and then uh, we go to any state where we cover statewide candidates or state legislative candidates, and we download their entire database. So not only do we know who has supported a candidate's campaign, like given to that candidate, but we know who that candidate as an individual has given money to. So we separate it out. If you go to iVoterGuide.com and when you look at one of the candidate profile pages, you can see the details of money that was given to the candidate or, or given by the candidate. And both of those are very indicative of, of their values. These are all organizations or individuals that are have an ideological bent either to the left or to the right um, or are other candidates that we have matched in our system because uh, it's, it's, it's yet another data point. Debbie, tell us about your candidate issue survey. Um, So we are a Christian conservative organization, and in the survey we attempt to cover every issue that we can that matters to to, to faith-based voters. So, I mean, including life, religious liberty, um, the economy, immigration, national security, uh, race relations, election integrity. I mean, we've got a list of about 15 different categories that we factor into and have questions in our survey. We have we try to keep it to less than 35 questions. Our candidates complain and won't answer it because it's too detailed, but yet we do try to cover those issues that are important. We even have surveys that are different based upon the job somebody is applying for. We have a legislative candidate survey. We have a statewide legislative survey. We've even got judicial surveys for state Supreme Court justices. We have education surveys for state Board of Education candidates. We have local school board questionnaires when we cover local school board races. We really have the capability built in to to craft and customize surveys um, particular to that job. And then we give the candidates the opportunity to answer in their own words. It's all done online so that we're not transcribing answers. The voter gets to see every answer as the candidate enters it in there. And it gives I think it gives uh, candidates a great opportunity to give visibility to their positions, and it gives voter great insight into um, what that candidate says. Now, it's still what they say and not what they do. So in, in, in our evaluation, when we're coming up with that verified liberal to verified conservative rating, actually the survey is, you know, it's the least important, especially if we have a scorecard, as to how we're going to evaluate that candidate. And I'm guessing that there's a number of candidates who don't want to open that door and respond to you, and, and, and that's a response in itself. So if somebody sees that, that a candidate has not responded to those questions, that also speaks to the voter as well. It does, and it can. Uh, some, we have had in cases where the candidate or uh, voters will reach out to a candidate and say, why didn't you answer the survey? And then they call us and they say, let me answer the survey. But it does say, you know, maybe they don't want to uh, make their go on record with what their positions are. I will tell you, we do everything that we can to find contact information, to contact candidates, to, you know, encourage them to answer the survey. So, um, yeah, it, but it says a lot if they're unwilling to answer or especially even if they've answered all the survey but leave a couple questions blank, that can say something as well. Uh, Debbie, I know that this uh, particular survey right now, or the, I should say the iVoterGuide.com, you also this year are featuring some of the ballot measures. What are the ballot measures you're, you're, you're covering? I know you can't cover every school referenda question that's taking place in districts across the nation, but there are some key things you are focusing on. Well, yes, you're exactly right, Jim. So we watched what happened in Kansas with the value them both pro-life amendment that was on the ballot for their August primary, and it failed 60 to 40. And there was a lot of misinformation and confusion out there Mm -hmm. on the part of the voters. And we saw an opportunity. And our team uh, really uh, put the pedal to the metal and created the capability for iVoterGuide to uh, provide ballot measure information. So our goal really is to help voters answer the question, well, what does that mean? Which is, if you've ever stepped in the polling place and you read one of those ballot measures, you kind of get that 
cockeyed little dog ear pop. What in the world does that thing mean? So we seek to provide that clarity. We provide you what the ballot measure says, an indication of what it means, as in a yes will mean this, a no will mean this. And then we uh, have gathered, again, our team is their researchers. Uh, what are the arguments in favor of a yes vote? What are the arguments in favor of a no vote? Um, even financial information as to who is supporting, you know, one side financially over the other side, as well as organizations that endorse or say, you know, I support voting yes or I support voting no. So we're really, uh, we're not telling voters vote yes or vote no. Um, I probably would be able to tell you how I would vote, but we're trying to give you the the, mm-hmm. the arguments and the data so that you can get clarity, because uh, the same thing that happened in Kansas is happening right now in Michigan with their pro-life amendment. And we're just trying to step in and provide some factual uh, research that voters can look to to say, you know, is that are they really telling the whole truth uh, from either side? Yeah. And right now we do have outlets in Michigan that are listening in. And this is another one of those things. There's been a lot of confusion about that, that, that a question that's on the ballot. Yep. Yeah, there is. And so that's why our team has really been mm-hmm. digging into what both sides are saying and then going back to what the ballot measure says. And sometimes, you know, what it comes down to is the words that they use can be defined in a very broad way to mean much more than they might tell you it means. And uh, parental rights are really being under attack in this uh, this life-related amendment that's in Michigan because it, uh, it it's allowing some things that I, as a parent, would not want to allow of, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just crazy, some of the yeah. stuff that's in there. And if you go to iVoterGuide.com, we've got all the data that's there about uh, what what those words could be interpreted to mean and what the consequences are if you do vote um, one way or the other for that amendment. Debbie Westnow, our guest here today on Crosstalk, president of iVoterGuide and iVoterGuide.com. Uh, Debbie, do you have any way to measure how many people you're reaching with iVoterGuide.com? Well, we are a website, so yes, we do. Um, and in fact, because when you go to iVoterGuide.com, it, it helps you to get your personalized ballot if you enter your voting address. Um, and that tells us not only that somebody has used iVoterGuide, but it tells us what districts they live in. And we are able to know not just, you know, how many people came and used our site from, you know, Wisconsin, but how many people came and used it from Wisconsin CD2 mm-hmm. and HD23. Mm-hmm. So we can go afterwards and look at, you know, um, were we able to show that we impacted some of those races? And I think the answer in many cases will be yes, because, you know, races can hinge, especially swing seats and toss-up races, on just a few votes. And well-informed voters, you can have an impact. So, Debbie, I'm confident for some people this is the first they're hearing about iVoterGuide.com. Others have heard of it before. But uh, walk us through. Okay, I will call it up on the web, iVoterGuide.com. What what do we do next? So go to iVoterGuide.com, and you would enter your voting address. You'll start to see a ballot there. Mm-hmm. So start to scroll down and look at all the races that are that are covered. There's a little um, a bar that will say federal candidates. And you can scroll through all the races of the federal candidates and just the ones on your race. It'll be if you have a senator and if you have a congressman, then there'll be another blue bar and it'll say, you know, statewide. And that's where the list governor and comptroller and attorney general and lieutenant governor and insurance commissioner or whatever your state has. It'll include your state Supreme Court candidates. There'll be another blue bar and it'll be state legislative candidates. You'll see state senator and state rep. And then if you're in a state where we're covering the ballot measure, you will see ballot measures, and then you'll see the information on that ballot measure. And if we're covering school districts in your area, those will be then down there at the bottom as well, and it'll list your school district. Now, we're covering about 200 school board races this year, so the odds that that, that most of the people listening have it won't be there. But you can read all those races. There's a little icon at the top if you want to print that guide, and it'll give you something to take into the polls, and you can do, uh, do all your research and mark up that little printout straight to the polls. Friends, I did it today. We'll be back in just one minute. This is Crosstalk on VCY America. In September 2022, Frequence Crosstalk guest Alex Newman delivered a powerful presentation exposing the Great Reset at a VCY rally. Now, we've had this problem before, even in the not-too-distant past that the state is God. The government is God. We could call it Godverment. People like Karl Marx, Chairman Mao, Adolf Hitler, Joseph Stalin. That's what happens when you worship things that are not supposed to be worshipped. Statues, demons, 
fake gods, computers, yourself, money. See Alex Newman reveal the plan of world leaders as he delivers this full presentation, Exposing the Great Reset, spoken at a VCY rally. We are making copies available on DVD, which includes his PowerPoint presentation for a donation of $15. Call VCY at 1-800-729-9829. We're talking the midterm election. Candidate information as well with Debbie Wuthnow, president of iVoterGuide, and uh, the website iVoterGuide.com. Just a wealth of information that's available on the site. Again, it's nonpartisan, doesn't tell you who to vote for but uh, allows you to learn information about the candidates, if they have responded to their candidate issue survey, uh, documents, votes that they have cast, and and how they've been rated from organizations, whether they are uh, conservative organizations or whether they are at the other end of the spectrum as well, those that would uh, have a leftist agenda or a uh, a socialist-type agenda as well. I mean, you're going to see ratings that happen on many, many different perspectives there. Uh, Find out who is contributing as a selected contributions, who's endorsing the candidates for office. Is that mirror where you stand as well? So a number of issues, friends, as the election day closes in on us on November 8th, and uh, certainly much not only to, uh, you know, gain knowledge of, but also to spend time in prayer. God, would you guide me? Help me to be a good steward of my vote. Open my eyes to the candidates and issues I hear that, uh, that are before me that I can cast uh, a, a vote that would honor you. As you mentioned, Debbie, and we've used the term a lot here on Crosstalk, is that we are a steward of that vote. And it really is a stewardship that, that we have before God. And how, uh, it, even with the citizenship that we have, how are we going to use that citizen, citizenship to bring honor and glory to him? Oh, amen. Exactly. And, you know, everybody that works for iVoterGuide or volunteers with iVoterGuide, we echo that. That's hmm. the reason we do this, is to shine light, to be truth. And, um, you know, we're a Christian organization, so mm-hmm. we really do this. I need this, but I do it for an audience of one. I feel like God called me to this, and uh, we all have a, just a desire to expose the truth and reveal the lies. You shine the light, the darkness flees. So, um, yeah. One of the things that's so important, too, is that when we learn information, we don't just keep it to ourselves, but you've got means for people to share iVoterGuide with others as well. Exactly. Well, if you find something that helps you, you want to tell other people, Right. So um, there's a couple ways that you can do that with iVoterGuide.com. It helps you. On the top menu bar is the word ACT. And if you go to that ACT page, you will see some options for you to get engaged or to share it. One of those is with your church. So if you click on our church outreach little tile to learn more, it will give you resources to share with your pastor. It'll, uh, we've got a thing that First Liberty helped cr- us create, co-branded, about what a church can and can't do. We've got a church bulletin insert that you could print and pass out. We've got little business cards you can print and pass out. Back on that ACT page, we have a neighborhood outreach. So you can get postcards that you would send out. You can print flyers that you would deliver in your neighborhood. Um, There's a lot of ways to to help out. And there's also, you know, iVoterGuide sends out emails to um, anybody who signs up for our email list. We will let you know when there are next elections in your state. Could be there's going to be a special election coming up in an off year. And if that's in your state, we will let you know so that you won't miss any future elections. But we also send out some educational emails uh, with just basic civics that, you know, isn't taught as it once was in our schools. Um, I feel like if I learn something, I figure there's other voters that want to learn the same thing. So those are the types of emails we send out. And it's a great way to be able to receive those and be educated. If it helps you, then you forward it to your friends, and that lets them not only be educated, but they learn more about iVoterGuide um, so that it's time, when it's time to vote, they have a resource that they can get informed. Listening friend, do you have a question you'd like to ask of our guest today or a brief comment? Our phone number to Crosstalk today, 800-733-9829. That's 1-800-733-9829. Perhaps something that has been mentioned uh, has prompted a question in, in your mind pertaining to this issue, uh, 800-733-9829. How is this whole thing funded, Debbie? 
We are a Christian ministry, so we are donor-supported. There are patriots across America that have found iVoter Guide to be helpful to them personally, and they either give a one-time gift or, you know, support us monthly to help us to continue to grow and to expand. Um, without the support of people like that, we couldn't have done this rapid uh, deployment of ballot measure um, information and coverage. So we, we, we love and we appreciate those uh, Christian patriots that come alongside us financially. Okay. And uh, again, that tells individuals as well, it's not a particular party that is supporting uh, the, this mission here, but it's those individual contributions that are so important. Oh, exactly. We certainly don't get any money from a party. Um, it's just Christians who, who love and believe in what we do and want to tell other people about it and make sure it continues to exist. Because there's nothing else like iVoter Guide out there. Let's begin with Pastor Mark in Missouri. Hi, Pastor Mark. You're on the air. Hi, Jim. Um, I have four campaign issues that I know God will not compromise. One, rejecting biblical truth and God's Word. And I say that because so many people are sympathetic with uh, all religions, you know, steeples point upward, and uh, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and God's Word spells out how we are to live. Number two, toleration of abortion and ignoring the sanctity of life, hmm. ignoring the sanctity of human life. Uh, it, scripture says that God created me in my inmost being. He knit me together in my mother's womb, that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made, Psalm 139. And then thirdly, redefining biblical marriage by supporting sexual sin uh, that is uh, going against God's Word. And then fourthly, uh, neglecting to defend God's chosen nation, Israel. Um, you know, those that stand by him will not be cursed. Those that, I mean, stand by Israel will not be cursed by him. But those who uh, curse Israel, um, God will um, hold them accountable. So those are my four. And um, just wanted to communicate those things. I think it's important that we vote biblically. Hmm. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Appreciate that. And uh, Debbie, uh, he even brought up the, the matter of Israel. That, that is something that you've looked at as well at iVoterGuide.com. Well, we certainly uh, d want to defend Israel, and it's one of the questions that is on our survey and factors into that candidate evaluation of, you know, the BDS movement of the, uh, that the, the left has been pushing mm -hmm. to, to hurt Israel is something we don't support either. So, Pastor Mark, I am with you on all four of those, and I wish, wish, that, wish and pray that more pastors and more churches would, would stand up and speak that same truth and, and educate their congregations. Thank you, Pastor Mark. Let's go next to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And uh, is it uh, Sharon? Go ahead. You're on the air. Hi. I, I went to your website, and I'm not able to get my ballot. All I get oh. is two places where it says go to the website, and it okay. doesn't give me a ballot. Uh, can I ask you to email my support team, and they will help you sure. get through. They go down to the footer at the very, very bottom of your page and click where it says Contact Us. Okay. And send them an email, and they will step you through whatever the problem is. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank Bye. you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. Appreciate that from Albuquerque. Now to Liberty, Kentucky, and Kelly, you're on the air. Hello. Um, I just went to the iVoterGuide.com, and it, it had helped me uh, – Tremendously, because we have a, a thing on the ballot where it says something about abortion if you're for it or against it, and I, I, di I didn't understand it until yeah. I went to that, and it helped me figure out what it was saying, because it was confusing to me. Yeah, yeah. And oh, thank you so much, Kelly. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you, Kelly. You're welcome. Yeah, I appreciate the call. And, and Debbie, that's not uncommon. I mean, I have seen referendum questions that, I mean, if, if you're against something, you have to vote in favor of it or, you know, vice versa. And and many times the questions are purposely worded to to deceive voters to think that when they're for something, they're against it. And and uh, that clarification is so important. Exactly. I've You know, I've experienced it myself. We all have and get this the email that we sent out about the ballot measures, the, the, the subject line was, what does that mean? Because that's what we ask ourselves when we read these things, and that's what we're seeking to, to dig into. And honestly, uh, as we move beyond this election, uh, the, the, more, the next election cycle is going to contain more of those measures. And now that we have the capability 
we, we should hopefully be able to give more clarity to the voters on those issues. We're going next to Blanche in Bainbridge, Ohio. Hi, Blanche, you're on the air. Hi, uh, Debbie. Uh, here in Ohio, they have two amendments on the back of our ballot, and they're trick amendments, the way they've got them worded. Hmm. And vote no on those because at the bottom, I read it six times, I read it. And at the bottom, it says and anything else we deem necessary is punishment, but they make it sound like it's for drunk for driving and drinking. But it down to bottom, down to bottom, mm. what they can do to us and anything else they deem necessary, which means they can come out, take everything we got, declare us incompetent, mm. do all those things. And the second one is for let them vote. Can they vote at the age of 18 if they've been in this state for 30 days? Uh-uh. Mm. Because what they'll do is send thousands of people in here to vote that's 18 and been in the state 30 days. And that, the thing on that, no, it says they must be registered to vote in the state of Ohio in order to vote. Yeah. And both of those questions are need a great no on them. Mm-hmm. Blanche, thanks for your thoughts on that. And I guess one thing we're learning uh, from Blanche's comment here, Debbie, is reading carefully the wording on any ballot issue. And there's numerous of them, and there, there are some that you're covering here on iVoterGuy.com. But there are, I'm, I'm sure, thousands of others all across these United States that, that reading those, that, that wording carefully is so important. It's, it's critically important. And knowing what to look for, just like Blanche said, mm-hmm. uh, is really important. One of the things that we, we have volunteers who help us with our evaluations, we call them panelists. And what we've learned from panelists is we train them, we vet them, we teach them what to look for in a candidate website. And we've heard over and over from them that not only do they feel like they're providing a valuable service by, educa- by you know, researching the candidates and giving that gauge of evaluation to their fellow voters in, the, in their state, but they're learning how to, be a, how to dig on the candidates that we don't even cover. Hmm. So they're becoming more educated Great. in what to look for like what Blanche has done. Thank you, Blanche. Let's go now to another uh, Ohio caller from Troy, Ohio. Uh, we've got Marlene calling, and Marlene, you're on the air. Well, hi. I just want to thank you. Um, at church this Sunday, in the middle of our bulletin, was the iVoterGuide.com. And so t- this is so timely to hear the, the interview and actually the extent of what you do do. So I just want to let you know that I'm very, very thankful. I'm new in the area, so um, not the main issues, I understand, but I don't know the who's that I should be voting Mm. for locally. So I just want to thank you so much for doing this and for providing this voter guide. And and I want to thank our pastor, Matt, at uh, Cornerstone Baptist Church for including it. It's just a little church, but Mm. a wonderful pastor. Great. Thank you. Uh, well, thank you. Debbie, that, that's very encouraging. Um, and th- that just points out that, again, you've got that section for churches where they can print out and have, I mean, we've got, uh, there's one more Sunday before the election to, to print the information out for uh, for the church members. Well, and, and, you know, when you print a voter guide, you can print your personalized ballot, but we cover so many candidates with so much research that it, to print it would be like a huge newspaper. Mm-hmm. So it's really best and designed. The, the flyers really just say, do you want to be an informed good voter? Go to iVoterGuide.com mm-hmm. so that you can go to the website, get your personalized ballot. You can print your personalized ballot, but um, I'm so excited by Marlene and her, her pastor for sharing that. I love stories like that. Okay, let's uh, tell you what, we're just half a minute from uh, the break, so uh, just so we don't interrupt our next caller, Justin, stay on the line. We'll be getting to you shortly, and Wayne and Greg and others calling in right now on Crosstalk. Uh, we're talking with Debbie Wuthnow, president of iVoterGuide.com, and uh, you can check out the website and uh, certainly get information pertaining to the candidates uh, on the ballot uh, for the uh, November 8th election. And uh, even as Pastor Mark uh, called in to say, make sure that we are voting biblically. What has God said? What are the standards that he puts forth in his word? So very, very critical for us to uh, to uh, be a wise steward of that vote that we have before us. We're going to take a quick break. We'll come right back to the phone lines here on Crosstalk. And uh, trust that the, today's program is not only helpful to you, but you can share the information with others as well. We'll be back in just one minute here on Crosstalk.
For the Worldview Report, I'm Brandon House. Our website is worldviewreport.com. In 1924, before he died, Lenin declared, quote, First, we'll take Eastern Europe, then the masses of Asia, then we'll encircle the United States, which will be the last bastion of capitalism. We will not have to attack. It will fall like an overripe fruit into our hands, end quote. Well, today we see that Barsonaro has reportedly lost the presidency in Brazil. The numbers look a little funny, like maybe some voter fraud. Well, no shocker there. The incoming president, well, he's aligned with communists. He's aligned with Iran. And now, all through Latin America, Central America, South America, we have people aligned with the Marxist and the Islamist, the red-green axis. Lenin told us they would have an alliance around the globe with Marxists, but he didn't know about the red-green axis then at that time. And now we're surrounded, and they're trying to collapse us from within. I'm Brandon House. You're listening to Crosstalk on VCY America. Again, we're talking about the midterm election, November 8th. It's uh, coming sooner than later, folks. Candidate information, uh, a voter guide that's out there, nonpartisan, doesn't tell you who to back, who to support, lets you know who uh, those that are left-leaning are, are, are backing or endorsing, those that are right-leaning, who they're backing and endorsing. Uh, Debbie Wethnow is with us today, the president of iVoter Guide. And uh, taking your calls here today on Crosstalk, let's uh, pick up in Middleton, Wisconsin. Justin, thanks for calling Crosstalk. You're on the air. Thanks so much for taking my call. I have two quick points. Um, I just think, uh, first of all, it's important for us to be on our knees and praying um, for this election. Mm -hmm. Um, And also going along with the um, being aware of language, you know, the the new trendy term, instead of saying defund the police, they say reallocate. Reallocate, Um, yeah. So reallocate. um, And then just, just one last quick thing. Um, just going back to the importance of every vote counting, um, there's a um, major race that has been featured in the Senate race in Georgia, um, and their constitution states that if the candidate doesn't get at least 50 percent of the vote, then there's a runoff election. So every vote counts. Indeed. Thank you for bringing that to our attention. And uh, sometimes we think, what does one my one vote matter, Debbie? But that every vote indeed does count. There are races that turn, in effect, and a uh, congressional seat in Iowa last time turned on six votes. So your family could could make the difference yeah, one yeah. way or the other. You can't sit at home. You need to vote. Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Wayne, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is a great resource, but I'm having trouble finding any information on circuit court judges. Can you point me in the right direction? Uh, can you go down and use the contact us form? Sometimes my team will have some local resources they can share. I'm not aware of them off the top of my head, but uh, like the previous lady, scroll down to the footer and, and click on contact us and send that question. And if we have something, we'll send it to you. Thank you. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, Greg is calling from Minnesota. Greg, you're on the air. Yes, I have a question. I don't know if it was addressed, but I'm going, I'm actually on the site right now. I'm looking at the different candidates, but I'm seeming to find uh a lot of them didn't answer any of the questions. Uh, and, and that's what uh, Jim made the point that not a lot of times candidates don't answer the survey. That's why we gather the other data points. Sometimes all we can find, especially on a challenger, is their website or their social media, and those might uh, be hard to find, but they're up in the, the up near the top where it'll say the word links. So um, you know, if we don't have campaign finance and if they didn't answer the survey, sometimes finding what they say on their website is all that we get. Uh, we do tr- seek to find everything we can, um, and, you know, all we can do is get more voters to encourage those candidates to answer the survey. All right. Thank you for the answer. Thank you, Wayne. Uh, let's, all right, I'm sorry, that was uh, Greg. We're going now to Wayne in uh, Menominee Falls. You're on the air. Yes, I had a question. Uh, I was looking at I was looking at an information sheet um, for a Republican candidate, and I saw that he prefers government control of health care, like um, government control of um, over private medical decisions, which Nancy, no, not Nancy, but um, Father Brace said do not sign HIPAA when you go into the doctor's office because of our third party. Okay, we're not, I'm really following your question. So you're seeing something on iVoterGuide.com? Right. No, okay. no, it's 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 um, it's 
something that I saw. It's it could be related to I I border guy, but it something that I saw on a border guy on this one. Republican candidate, he believes. Okay, yeah, and, and we can't get into all what all the other voter guides are. I know, Debbie, you compile a lot from different uh, sources and different information here. And, and yeah, if you've got a candidate that is backing something you don't, you know, don't, don't you know, believe is biblical, certainly you need to take that into the consideration of your vote. Uh, but uh, I know there's a lot of them out there, but we're really staying focused here on iVoterGuide.com. As far as evaluating candidates, I'd like to encourage you to go there and see what, you know, check out the candidates in in that regard. Uh, thank you for the call. Uh, Brad is next in West Dallas, Wisconsin. You're on the air. Hey, Brother Jim. Uh, I just want to tell everybody, if you like freedom, you better vote. Um, with Milwaukee County has a referendum, and it's a lie. It's a, it's a firearms referendum. It says, should the Wisconsin legislature prohibit the import, sale, manufacture, Transfer or possession of military military style semi automatic firearms whose prohibition is allowed under the Wisconsin and U.S. Constitution. There is no prohibition like that allowed under either of those mm-hmm. constitutions. That's a lie. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the, it's not a binding. This is a kind of, and Debbie, I know you can point to this too. Sometimes municipalities will ask referendum questions, not because they're going to have any impact, they're just trying to get a certain type of voter to go to the polls thinking that they can impact it. Yeah, but there's usually a reason behind those requests, and, and I'm personally not a huge fan of ballot measures because they, you know, frequently you're just trying to, to defeat them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, because there are so many lies and twisted meanings out there. To, but it just it confuses voters. And this could be a foot in the door, too. Yep, indeed. Thank yep. you. Thank, Thank you. you, Brad. One last call. This is Somerset, Kentucky, and Martha, you're on the air. Hi. I wondered how we can, uh, where would we give, if we wanted to donate, where would we give that? Well, I love that question. If you go to iVoterGuide.com and the top menu bar is the word donate. And if you click there, it'll give you a way to give online. And if you'd rather send a check on that same page at the bottom, it'll give you a form and an address you can mail something to. Oh, great. So just thank you, donate Martha. and Yep, you just hit the donate button, and and it should be self-explanatory. You can either give online or at the bottom of the page, there's a mailing address where you can send it to. Great. Thank you. Thank you for the call. A lot of good questions here today, Debbie. Uh, We have just less than a minute. Uh, What would you like to leave with the listeners? Uh, Well, I'd go back to the the gentleman who said pray. Pray for this nation. Pray for this election. Mm -hmm. And then do your part. vow that you're going to vote, and you're going to vote in every election, including local and school board elections. Yeah. And iVoterGuide is there to help make it easy, easier, um, but you need to do the due diligence. So go to iVoterGuide.com and uh, be a good citizen and vote wisely. And friends, can I encourage you, don't wait until election eve. <laughs> I mean, start now doing the research and spend time now in prayer for this upcoming midterm election. Don't wait until just walking out the door, but become informed. Uh, Debbie, thank you so much for being with us today. It was such a pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jim. Debbie West now with us here today from iVoterGuide.com, and that's the website. And friends, uh, we would encourage you to stay tuned to Crosstalk throughout the week. Uh, We have uh, Robert Knight scheduled to be with us today, and we'll be talking about uh, election fraud and voter integrity-related issues, some things that are troubling matters happening around the nation right now. But uh, friends, one thing to be sure is to, to, to get there and cast your vote. And uh, also we're scheduled to have Brad Mattis with us looking at the abortion issue on the ballot here across this nation as well. Our time has gone. Thanks for joining us here today on Crosstalk. You've been listening to Crosstalk via satellite and the Internet from BCY America. Views expressed may or may not be those of this station. For a CD of today's program, send a donation of $6 or more to VCY Take Ministry, 3434 West Kilbourne Avenue, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 53208. Or download by RSS or podcast from crosstalkamerica.com. And join us again for Crosstalk. Crosstalk.